It's seven minutes before 8 p.m. and you tuned in to uh, Metro FM Talk and uh, it's our wrapper of the biz top business stories at uh, the start of this new week and uh, joining me to take a look at uh, all of the happenings in the world of money is uh, Snesipo Manindra, uh, who's an independent market commentator, analyst and CA. Snesipo, good evening to you and welcome. Thank you, Aya. How are you on this public holiday Monday? I'm well, I'm well, I'm well, of course, reflecting, as uh, I think all of us uh, should, on um, not only what happened in Sharpville, but I guess what it means uh, in the context of where we are today. Um, and of course, uh, you know, we often talk about human rights um, as something separate to, you know, material inequality. And uh, I guess that's what I've been reflecting on. But uh, also, I guess, enjoy the break today. Yourself? Yeah, uh, it's a mini break, as you know, employment employment so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm in a plantation so i have to work even on a public holiday but it was a okay. good day it All was right. it wasn't as hectic but i think it was a very good day and i think you cannot separate human rights from the right mm. to have a living you cannot sure. separate sure. for me it's always one in the same it's one in the same definitely definitely and we're going to be touching on that uh, this evening but before we get into a, a lot now, you know, on Friday, now we don't have the show on Friday, which is, you know, sometimes a, a bit of a pity because uh, I got an email at five minutes before 6 a.m. in the morning from one of these communications entities uh, that work for the business rescue practitioners out at SAA. Very, very detailed uh, letter there talking, I guess, about how mm. uh, all of the money SAA has been receiving has been carved up and uh, I guess to what end, um, be it uh, sort of planning some restarting uh, working capital, unflown ticket liabilities, um, some of the post-commencement creditors, uh, but also some of the, uh, I guess, uh, dividend to the concurrent creditors, many of whom, uh, to be honest, I guess, uh, got very little in relation to what was owed to them. Um, what did you make of that? Um, so I'm of a slightly different perspective. I think uh, I'm happy that there's some jobs that were saved in the rescue processes in the rescue process. And remember, most concurrent creditors got a portion of their historic debt, but they also had ongoing business. It's not so, it's not the way that it's being described. It's not like they were not getting money once or they have an ongoing, for them accepting the settlement, they have an ongoing business relationship uh, with SAA. What I felt bad about and when I was reading the thing is how the staff have been. I think sometimes when we think of business rescue, we think of creditors and not thinking about mm. the most important creditor, which is staff. And, sure. and, you know, I respect business rescue practitioners with my whole heart, but A, what went down in SAA, I, yeah. even me, even me on, an, on, um, on a business level, I understood why they needed to do what they needed to do. But on a human level, because they're, they're two different things on a human level. I sure. cannot not empathize with the fact that this is how they got treated. Mm -hmm. And within the ambient of business rescue law, um, slash insolvency law, the Department of Labor doesn't have much swinging vote. And I guess, Nesibu, I mean, we speak about this as if it's past, but it's actually still continuing. I mean, there's still the matter yeah, of uh, the pilots um, at SAA. So even though that $2.2 billion has been put aside for voluntary severance and separation packages, um, uh, that's, that, that's not the last we're going to hear from an industrial relations perspective about this. Yeah, and I, and, I, and, I, and I think people forget it. These are people with families. And I think you and I, we talk about this on the show 
all the time. I don't know how your other analysts are because I think you and I are the only socialists, socialist capitalists in these in these people where we talk about the fact that at its core, we understand the need for SA to exist, but the fact that it is mismanagement and corruption that got SAA two business rescue and the fact that the staff are the ones that are going to have to pay the alpha price. You have to understand, these, some of, most of these people, even if you've got voluntary savings packages, a lot of the guys haven't earned a salary in a year, in a calendar year. And I think we forget that little aspect, that they are people who have not earned a salary mm. in a calendar year. And even, even though the fact that you, I know you can't, they haven't resolved operations because I tried to book a flight ticket, um, a couple no, of days no, ago, no, no. I tried. I tried. I tried to. Although one of their subsidiaries continues to. Um, so, I mean, Mango. Yeah, which, Mango. Um, I know Mango flies, but then we have Peche. Oh, thanks, <laughs> so, so, so the other issues, Nesipo, I mean, I guess, I guess in this particular ish plan, uh, and I think you, you make the point went very well about the human cost of this uh, particular business rescue process, which we're still going to continue to feel. The, the one element that I, I guess wasn't funded here, which um, you know the business rescue practitioners weren't too sure about and maybe kicked the can down the road on, was the recapitalization of some of their subsidiaries, uh, one of which it seems uh, continues. Yeah, like I said, it's, yeah, it's, there's a bit of a mess with the business rescue practitioners. So I, I, from a business perspective, I understand why they needed to do what they needed to do. But for me, the the commercial sense of SA going forward is still murky. When they entered business rescue in 2019, that was pre-COVID. Now we have COVID and globally, not just for that, but globally the airline industry is seeing fire flames. Fire flames. So, I, yay. For me, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those situations where I believe, as much as it, it breaks my heart to say this, we're going to be back here. I even can bet good money on it. We're going to be back here. 2021, we'll be back here 2023. Like, hmm. it's, a pity. Because, it's a pity I'm not a betting man. Uh, I no, I will. We can, we, can, we, can we can take a wager. We can take a young mm-hmm. 10,000 rand wager. I, I, I will I, share I, a young 10,000. A young 10,000. Rest, rest that, rest that idea. <laughs> I mean, one of the other elements that I'm quite uh, concerned about um, is that, you know, a lot was, as I said, was kicked down the road here. One of the issues that, that have been put forward is that without a strategic equity partner, there's really no prospect of this airline continuing. Uh, and it seems, you know, the Department of Public Enterprises, which should be pronouncing on this, has certainly been mum on... Uh, who's at the table? Who are some of these potential suitors? Uh, and potentially, what, what are the stakes here? So, think of what happened. Think of what's going on with access shareholders, the guys who were taking um, the government to court, how that has worked out. If you think FAA will be any different, without the reason why they need a strategic equity partner is that they need capital. It is not a return investment. It's more to the do with the fact that the government is unable to fund FAA to its full extent. And for me, a strategic equity partner will not step in unless they are guaranteed returns. And Gubano again, like it's it, guys, we're in COVID, we're in a pandemic, we're in a pandemic. Like I feel that we might have had a list going before in 2019, we might have had a list, but we're now looking at 2021. 
it's a completely different set of rules. And for me, and we've always said this, SAA does not make money on domestic travel. Their money is on international travel. And if they can't do that, which yeah. is the current status quo, yeah, it's, 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 I, I don't know. I don't know. And, okay. I, and that's the thing. And like, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Let's, I, I think let's leave SAA because, uh, I mean, we'll sort of be sort of running rings around ourselves and uh, sort of uh, going around in circles. And, and I guess that that's been the nature of, of the, that particular process. Um, but let's shift to the platinum sector. Uh, and certainly we, we've had a few conversations on the show about, um, you know, the rally of uh, platinum group metals and the implications that that has had on many a platinum miner here in South Africa. Now, it seems Northam, um, I guess, uh, in a moment where uh, they're born in Malinins and in Mali Corner, uh, Northam, uh, yeah, looking to buy out some of the preference shares, um, uh, which were linked to their 2015 PE deal. Let's maybe start off with, uh, I guess, that deal in 2015, which effectively gave, uh, you know, some of the community employees and, uh, you know, uh, a few other black parties just over 30% of that business. Yeah, so remember, they concluded the deal in 2015. Um, the deal was um, structured by One Capital and while was partially funded by the PIC. The story of how platinum works as a commodity, I think we've talked about this before, which is when times are good, but that is actually what it is. Because remember, preference share is a debt equity instrument. So mm, it is... Mm. It, it's literally just to do, it's, it's, it's what they expected to do, which is in, when times are good, you have an, an insane platinum price. Uh, you've got a rally. You don't know when it will end. Things are looking good cash flow-wise. Pay down your debt. And that's just exactly mm. what they're doing. And they've been, remember they discussed this even in the Bay Palais in 2020, where they were oh, going to yes, do this, yes, yeah. the, the buyback. And it, 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 there's nothing... I think a lot of people say there's nothing fishy about it. It's more to do with mm-hmm. the fact that for a resources company, they all know, and that's the thing that I, I love about resources, is that we all know there's always a cycle. Times are good now, but in 2023, things may be different. And remember, they, the deal was for seven years, and the truth be told is that remember when they were mm. when they did the the deal was concluded at forty one rands a share and the share price in now is 20, yes. in twenty mm. yeah it's now two hundred and forty four so mm. yeah it's mm. the hey Jonga some people are smiling to be there but mm. for me for me and you and a lot of people talk about the success of the BE deal without considering the fact that it has nothing to do with the, how the transaction was structured. It has fundamentally to do with the simple fact that the resources platinum price has just gone crazy. Like, according to it's just gone crazy. And the thing is that when you're a CFO of a, of a resource group, the chances are you, you always have to ask the question is, is the cycle going to end? So, if you're looking mm-hmm. pretty, cash out. And you even remember, even the guys who were on um, the dividend that was declared last week, um, that got paid out last week at Kumba, people were smiling. People were smiling. And that's just, that's what you have to do in a resource entity. Take advantage when things are going good. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah. They're smiling. It has nothing to do. And it literally, it's curbed any future liabilities. And it is what, 
if I was CFO of Northern Platinum, this is exactly what I would do, which is, okay, uh-huh. the money's come out. Let us, let us rebalance. Let us de-gear our balance sheet because that's what all the sure. mining houses do. De-gear your balance sheet because you know for a fact that what day is our salary price because that is how it works. Anyone who's been in, I think, South Africa would, South African country would know, SA Inc. would know that commodities work on cycles. We're in the up cycle now, but we don't know when the down cycle will begin. So take advantage. And that's just what they're doing. And mm. for me, that's the smart sure. thing to do. It's like I said, okay. if I was CFO, I would do exactly the same thing. Let's let you. Aya? Away I from, I guess, prevent. Uh, can you hear? Me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I uh, can't hear you now. You've disappeared. South Africa. It might be level one, but we are still under lockdown. The non-wearing of masks in public could lead to your arrest and prosecution. Conviction could have you pay a fine, imprison for up to six months, or both. Want to end up in prison? Then carry on not wearing a mask. It's in your hands. Hashtag Metro FM cares.
PM, and uh, yeah, apologies there for that uh, brief technical issue there. But uh, Snezibo, uh, I certainly hope you can hear me this time around. Yes, I can. Okay. Now, I was asking you uh, some of your thoughts around this thing, yeah, the Federal Reserve in the U.S., um, and this idea of mooting a digital dollar. I think they've tried it out in a few of the uh, reserves at uh, a state level. And um, um, so, um, I, uh, I'm in two minds of the digital dollar. Um, what is online banking if not a digital bank account? This is from a practical perspective, and but it's also very, very clear to understand uh, the context uh, of the U.S. Um, system versus the South African system, i.e. emerging market system. If you look at the U.S., um, their way of banking is still, uh, unfortunately, this sounds like a bad thing to say, it's still very backward as compared to, they still use checks. In South Africa, we don't use checks at all. Um, people still write checks and like, it's like, I'm just, and when they talk about digital dollar, how is a digital dollar different from an online bank account when you can do online banking? How is that mm. very different? And mm. for me, so for me, I think they're trying to, um, that's the thing when you have financial inclusion. And I was discussing with a friend of mine earlier on today, which is when you have financial inclusion, the things we do in SA, like self and banking, does not happen in the U.S. Like it, like, it doesn't exist. Because there's no need to, because everyone has a bank account. Everyone can write the check. Like, their bank charges are peanuts compared to what we pay just from a rat, if you, if you look from a matching perspective. So yeah. there's no need for, even the poorest person gets a check. So when they do their unemployment checks, um, when they collect their UIF, they collect their UIF physically. And like the queue, like, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's. it's but they collect it physically. I mean, go to the post office towards the end of the month. No, 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 no. But they, the thing is, like, remember, yes, you know? but think about it this way. Um, they have a system that works and they don't have this queue system where you'll spend the whole day queuing. You're queuing for 10, 15 minutes. That's the problem when you have financial inclusion. That's why I said they have financial inclusion, so they don't have the issues we have. They they have different issues, and for yeah. them, yeah. so so so. If you're waiting 15 minutes for your unemployment check, would you still need to do a whole online banking EFT? You wouldn't. If your life didn't require it, people still collect unemployment checks. Like they, they the fact that you like a friend yeah. of mine worked. Uh, a friend of mine moved to the U.S. Um, last year, and she, she, her main complaint is people don't do cell phone banking. Like the little thing, like um, like geo payments that you can do with FNB, it doesn't exist in the U.S. Mm -hmm. they, no, there's no need. I don't need. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, it, it's certainly going to be uh, one of the developing stories there because that piece of research that's come through from uh, a few institutions they linked to the Fed um, certainly hasn't come up.
Oh, yeah. Pretoria, the capital. We've got you covered. 92.4 FM. It's where you're at.